Hi, and welcome back to the Dogcast Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, joined by Connor, JJ, and Jimbo. Today, we're pretending to be fans of not-garbage teams, and we're looking towards the playoffs, and we're going to cover everything about this year's 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. So I'm thinking we're going to start with just talking about which teams are we most surprised actually made it to the dance this year. Uh, Jimbo, you want to lead us off on that one? Yeah, sure. Um, the one I'm most surprised made it, it's got to be the Montreal Canadiens. You know, every, you look at their roster and yes, they made the playoffs last year. They managed to you know, do surprisingly well, but they're such a young team. Um, I, I know, especially looking at the Kane division, I, I definitely didn't have them as a pick to make it in. So, um, you know, they've done all right. Uh, I think they're going to have a really difficult time against Toronto. Um, you know, a lot of people think that they're going to get swept, but uh, you can never count this team out. And um, I think I've learned my lesson not to count them out in the regular season, at least. Yeah, definitely two years in a row where Montreal was the worst team to make the playoffs once again. Uh, this year, they're below two NHL teams for stats, and yet they still make the dance just because they played in the atrocious North Division, and Calgary really can't pull a win out of their butt if they wanted to. JJ, who are you most surprised by? Uh, I'm most surprised by the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I mean, lots of people would have had them in the playoffs uh, in the fourth position. For me, it's more just how convincingly they made it in. Uh, They were never in any doubt in the season, and I think they surprise a lot of people with just how well they've been playing. It looks like at the moment that they're going to play Vegas if the Colorado game ends, uh, I believe it's 5-1 right now, so as long as that finishes the way it does. And, you know, anything can happen there. They've been very surprising. Yeah, definitely a big shock that Minnesota, you know, not really adding a lot to their roster besides cappers off this season, but I guess that was really enough to shake things up for them. Connor, who do you got that's the most surprising? See, I was thinking about Minnesota because Minnesota's been really like if you looked at this team going into the season and you looked at that center depth you're like this is not an nhl team and not one that can win the playoffs because eric Sinek is your top line center in minnesota but the team i'm most surprised about actually is the nashville predators they somehow have worse center depth than minnesota still made the playoffs as well as the defensive depth is just absolute burning hot garbage right like David Ferentz and uh, Dante Fabro is your first pair. That is a third line. That's a third pairing on almost any other team. That is hot garbage. I think that's because uh, they have a lot of injuries right now and arresting players yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. but they <laughs> made a late push to make the playoffs, well, which is even all, more surprising to me. It was all in the back of Saros, right? Like, I mean, the, the first half of the season, they went great. And then out of nowhere, like, Saros has been, like, unbelievable. Like yeah, 0.96, but, like save percentage in the last like second half of the season or something like that. He's really still in his head. I think that's all, the only reason why they made the playoffs. To be honest, oh, yeah. it's like they have Ryan Johansson followed by Rem Pitlick. That's our top two centers. Is Duchesne playing on the wing? Then? Oh, yeah, I don't even need to know. <laughs> oh gosh, they got Duchesne on the right wing. Austin, who do you have for your most dis- or surprising? I should say. This team made it a bit more, you know, convincingly in the playoffs, but nonetheless, I am still shocked and appalled, and that is the Florida Panthers. Every year, at the start of the year, I go, yep, they're going to make it. This is the year, Florida. And then they suck, and they let me down. And so this year, I went, they're not making it. Like, I've given up on rooting for these guys. And they kept winning, and I'm like, oh, come on. Surely a team with Bobrovsky this day and age can't make the playoffs. And here they are. You know, uh, Coach Quenville really got to Huberto and Barkov. They were fantastic this year. 
Carter Verhage was an insane ad. I think their new GM's really good with the analytics department, and that's why they kept finding these under the radar guys. And you know, a guy that a team gave on gave up on too early. Sam Bennett came over, got 15 points in 10 games, beat Bure's too record early. for most points in 10 games. <laughs> All right, bud. You know, should have hold on to him maybe, and they'd be in the playoffs. But you know, I'm very surprised they're making it to the dance. Too early has been in the league for six to seven years. Too early. <laughs> he beat a Burry record. He beat a Burry record. Can I? I mean, yeah, good for Sam Bennett. I'll give him that. But like, is just, every episode that, that... just going to be the Sam Bennett special? <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, but if you want to hear more about Sam Bennett, check out our second episode. We're trying to we're trying to get Sam Bennett on the show after uh, two of the four members violently trashed him. Just so they can fight it out on Zoom. Um, <laughs> what team are you most disappointed didn't make the playoffs, Jims? Uh, which team did you look at and you thought they, these guys had a really strong chance and just completely fell out? This this one's a pretty easy one for me. It's going to be the Dallas Stars. We're going home! <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> after making it to the Stanley Cup final last year, right? Like, I mean, and then you don't even make the playoffs this year, right? And... Pretty unbelievable. You know, I know Pavelski even, he had such a good season this year. No one expected him at this age to be that good. But, like, no one else, you know, showed up to the team, it looks like. You know, they have a good roster. Um, I know they're aging a little bit. But, like, when you make it to the Santa Cup Finals, you're, you're almost, like, ex- you're 100% expected to at least make it into the playoffs. Crazy. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think also COVID played a pretty big role into that. You know, they got well, not just COVID. decimated. Well, it wasn't COVID, too. They also had, like, lingering injuries from the end of the last playoffs, right? Like, how many Bishop games did Ben Bishop play or Sagan he... play this year? I don't think Bishop but played not... one. Well, yeah, yeah. ask James. Like, he held on to Sagan all season long in fantasy. He did score in his first two games back. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think he played, like, four games. That's pretty, that's pretty brutal. That's it's pretty games. hard to make Three the playoffs games. when your best guy isn't playing. That's At least your true. best guy offensively. Uh, Jane, uh, sorry, JJ, who are you most surprised didn't make the playoffs? I mean, I wanted to say Calgary, but after we just did that whole uh, Philly episode, I'm going to say the Flyers. I mean, I I don't know many people who predicted the Flyers not making the playoffs, and I know less people who had them predicted outside the top two spot in their division i mean pretty much everyone expected this team to go on and destroy everyone everything in their path and just the complete opposite happened goaltending wise for them so that's the big shock for me i mean we just did an episode on why that happened but it's still a shock yeah that one kind of hurt to watch if only carter hart can you know make a save uh connor who are you most surprised by man I think the easy one would have been to be the Calgary Flames, but if you if you're a Flames fan, you already know that this disappointment is expected. So I can't really be too upset when this is kind of something you're already prepared for. So the team I'm most like surprised that didn't make the playoffs is going to be the Blue Jackets. Not only did they do good and knock out the Leafs last year of the playoffs, which is a hell of a feat, they finished below Detroit. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. The, the Red Wings did better this year than Columbus. And that, like, like I know Tortorella lost the room. The team just gave up. But that is still mind-boggling. That team that was so good last year 
just couldn't do anything this year. Yeah, kind of, kind of sad to see, but also, you know, what a fall it was uh, for oh, myself. It was huge. Definitely. Um, at the start of the season, I was most disappointed Vancouver didn't make it just because it looked like they finally took the step last year. You know, that great playoffs they had, and but they just lost so many guys, key locker rooms, and then the whole COVID thing. But I think more recency bias affects me. I had a guy on this podcast sell me snake oil with the catchphrase, we only have to be better than Minnesota, and that was the Arizona Coyotes. I thought they were going to make the playoffs. And then when Minnesota was good, they were better than St. Louis. And I was like, wow, they're really going to do it. And what a collapse it has been. That, that hurt I, to watch. I, I wouldn't say collapse. I mean, Minnesota played good hockey this year. Uh, Arizona didn't. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it goes. The most that shocking was, was just how Connor Garland put this team on his back and tried so hard to make this. And Jacob Chitrin. The two of them. Oh, Chich. Yeah. He's a beauty. The most underrated dude, defenseman in the league, in my opinion. I, dude had a Norris caliber season, in my opinion, and the team just shit the bed. You know, like the catchphrase says, we just have to be better than Minnesota, and they weren't better than Minnesota. And they weren't better than Minnesota. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I think this is a perfect time to segue into our next or segment, which is we're actually going to start breaking down some of the playoff series. So, Austin, which series do you want to break down first? I think we can go, you know, on a little road trip, go west to east, start with the number one team in the fourth seed in the west, which will now be Colorado with the second most amount of wins in their division against the St. Louis Blues. All right, give that one a rest. Like, yeah, Vegas so, has more wins, but, like, come on, Colorado has way more regulation wins. wins. Yeah, 40 wins? 39 wins. Oh, I'm going to say 40 wins. But uh, Colorado going into the series, the record against St. Louis is 5-3. Uh, and three. So they still have a winning record. They're the second worst team in um, their opponents. So everyone that they, uh, Colorado played this year, they were positive against. But they're the second worst record was against the St. Louis Blues. Still 5-3 and three record in eight games. They definitely were the better team. Who do you guys have taken the series and why? I mean, it's going to be pretty tough to go, to choose anyone but Colorado right now. Like, you look at this team head to toe and what they're capable of, and just what they've accomplished this year, it's tough to say that St. Louis, in the shape that they are in, can take a team like the Colorado Avalanche, right? Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to say Colorado as well. Um just if you look at that team and just how they've been playing all year, they'll win a game six nothing, and you look at the scorecard, and each line has a point or two minimum. Like every line they have rolling does well. Uh, the only way I could see them losing is I I had Grubauer in fantasy this year, so I just noticed that he would win games but wouldn't face that many shots just because Colorado was that much better than opponents. So the only way I could see the Blues really stealing this from them is just getting lots of shots on Grubauer that he might not have been used to this year, and then just being lucky from that. But yeah, I'm going to go well, Colorado as well. And uh, don't forget, though, Bennington, we know he can steal series. So, I mean, although, yes, on paper, you got to think Colorado, just looking at the forwards. Um, but then, you know, if Bennington pulls something out and he stands on his heads, 
And if he can easily steal this series. Um, you know, very unlikely, I think, you know, with the skill of McKinnon, and then they got McCarr on the back end, but uh, never count him out. And then Blues are a physical team. Maybe they can mm. beat him down, right? Like, and that's 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 one factor. You know, although the skill is clearly favoring Colorado, you know, when you get into playoffs, it's a whole different story, right? And and at the end of the day, Colorado haven't really, you know, they they've done really well in the regular season in the last couple couple of years, but they haven't gone super far in the playoffs. You know, they've kind of gone midway through. I think that's true, but I think they also faced some pretty tough opponents uh, in the second rounds of the playoffs. Some teams that have been, especially, like, uh, pl- have tons of playoff experience. And Colorado, the last few years, has definitely got those experience now, so they should be able to do a lot better, in my opinion. But I was just looking at this team stats between Colorado and St. Louis. Colorado is in the top five for both goals per game and goals against per game. And then top 10 for power play percentage as well as penalty kill percentage. St. Louis only cracks the top 15 twice, goals per game, power play percentage. They're 26th against on the penalty kill. That's not going to cut it. If they take penalties, Colorado's going to take advantage. Yeah, I mean, Colorado all around, they're they're a beast of a team. There's maybe one other team in the league that's as good as Colorado. There was a time I used to think that if there was a team that could beat Colorado, though, to upset them, it would be the St. Louis Blues. But ever since they lost Peter Angelo and Maroon, who wasn't a big contributor on the ace, it definitely felt like there was a shake in the locker room. And I know Ryan O'Reilly's the captain now, and he's a great guy, but I just don't think he has a grasp of that leadership yet fully in the locker room, the respect that Peter Angelo who's been captain since Jesus was a child in St. Louis, had on that locker room. So it's definitely, yeah, I just don't think this is their year for them. You know, I think one more year when Tarasenko calms down about not being named captain, maybe they can knock Colorado off, but I just don't think they have it this year. So I'm going to say, end of my prediction, uh, Colorado in six. Colorado in six. I think I have to agree with that, actually. I'm going to say Colorado on six as well. I can see St. Louis six. stealing two games. There we wow. go. Yeah. Jimbo, what you Former got? Former cup winners. Not not too far removed. I probably got Colorado in five. I, I think it just it's pretty clear that Colorado is the better team. I'm just like curious, very curious about Bennington. If he can, if he can pull some mountain stand on his head. What about you, Connor? See, I'm also going to have to go Colorado in five. I think six is giving the Blues a little bit too much credit, uh, especially since the Colorado Avalanche are going to be getting back some key contributors. Um, McKinnon, Bowen, Byram, they're all coming back before the playoffs start. So the, having those players back is definitely going to be what you need to win the series. Would that, hate to give too much credit to a former Stanley Cup winner, St. Louis Blues. I mean, how well have teams done in the playoffs after, like, two to three years after winning a playoff? Or winning it all? Uh, Well, LA won two years after they won. Chicago won two years after they won twice. So, pretty good, honestly. The track record's pretty well if you can maintain it. I mean, I I will say this. LA had a franchise defenseman, and... There was a franchise forward and winger for the and defenseman for the Blackhawks. 
Well, well, I guess we'll have to see when the series starts. But uh, hopping on to the next series, Vegas versus Minnesota. Who do you guys got, Jimbo? Uh, it's going to be Vegas. I mean, they, they've been such a powerhouse ever since they entered the league. Uh, to be honest, you know, I know you guys were talking about Minnesota earlier. It was a big surprise that they made the playoffs. I, I had no idea they were even in the playoffs like a couple of weeks ago. I completely forgot about them as a franchise. And I know that's kind of stereotypical. A lot of people do. Um, at least you're honest. <laughs> and so, you know, Vegas, though, like, you know, with they, as long as they have both their goalies, um, you know, all back and good, um, they, they're just too good of a team. You know, we've talked about this before, how somehow they're so stacked and the cap just doesn't seem to impact them at all. Like, nope, doesn't phase them. Um, you know, Vegas is one of my picks, I think, to go pretty far in the playoffs this year, as always. Um, I, I think it's a pretty clear uh advantage to vegas what about you jj uh sorry i forgot to mention um the record between the two teams vegas against minnesota is three and four they're the only team they have a losing record against wow um actually minnesota yeah minnesota's is five one and two so they've they've gone a point in seven of the eight games i mean just a bit interesting to have it that See that is that is incredible, but I I'm just double checking my numbers here now just to make sure I'm right. I am. Mark Andre Fleury, this was his best year save percentage wise. At the he's point. had such a good year. He's yeah. been so it's good, insane. and we're not yeah. even in the playoffs yet. And we know, especially with a goalie like him, there's there can be that other level at times. And I just think in the playoffs with the quality of uh, in front of him, he'll just be able to hit that other level, and they'll be unreal. I'm going to underestimate Minnesota again, and I'm going to say Vegas in five. Uh, but ho- you know what, Minnesota? Hopefully I'm wrong again for your guys' sake. So I just will keep not believing in you for now. Wow. Really <laughs> early there. Um, man, honestly, when I'm looking at this lineup and the matchups, it's you'd be a fool not to go and choose the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm a damn fool, so I'm gonna absolutely choose Minnesota. And this one's gonna Talbot be... can carry them all the way, hey. Like I, I, I just—they're the hungry team. Kirill Kaprizov literally put this team on his back, and like I understand how good Flurry has been, and a lot, but the, a lot—I feel like a lot of the numbers in this division, especially for like the top teams, are very inflated against teams like San Jose, LA, that just getting blown out of the water left right and center so but that being said i really do think that minnesota can actually beat the vegas golden knights i'm going to say minnesota uh-huh. in six. Yeah. wow okay i mean when i'm looking at these two teams there's no doubt about it vegas is the best team in the league right now this team is so goddamn good with everybody they have everybody's clicking you know, oh no, Flurry has a bad night, planer. Like, oh no, uh, Peter Angelo's not doing good on that top pair, throwing uh, Theodore, throwing White Cloud. Like, they are just one of the best teams. But, I am North Stars jersey, I'm looking at the Minnesota Watt lineup, and this is a mean lineup. And I know Vegas has uh, Ryan Reeves, but he's a fourth liner. When you look at the Minnesota lineup, Jordan Greenway, six foot six. Erickson X, six foot three. Feligno, six foot three. Uh, Brodeen, six foot one. Bukestad, six foot six. Nico Strum, six foot three. Carson Susie, six foot five. And they all like to hit. 
and they like to punish. And this team just finally, they clicked. They're working in the locker room. I think, you know, they look at each other. They don't have to be the better team than Vegas. They just have to be the better team in four games. So I'm saying Minnesota in seven. That's my... Vegas is also a pretty tough team. So this is going to be a hard-hitting series. I think whoever comes out of this series is going to come out very being up, and the team they go up against is just going to kick some butt. So Connor has them in six. I have them in seven. James, what do you have them in? Uh, uh, Vegas and sweep four. I'm beginning to be bold. Wow. <laughs> wow. I almost really? never predict sweeps. Good for you. Connor, what do you, Connor, what's your bad. prediction? All right. Like, like I said earlier, my prediction is going to be the Minnesota wild in six. I don't believe they're going to take it to the seventh game. Let's go wild. The disrespect James <laughs> just put on this team is going to be played in the state of Minnesota. Dude, Before I, I every period, they're going to play it. They're going to be like, get loaded this wank saying that we won't even win one. And they're going to win four. Look Dude, at this Ken- guy saying we don't even exist. He didn't even know we were a team and that. Now he's <laughs> predicting this. can't even pick Minnesota <laughs> on a map. I am far from the only one. Dude, Cam Talbot revenge tour. Here we go, boys. Hopping oh over gosh. to the Central, uh, number one team in the Central, Carolina against Nashville. Jimbo, who you got here? Uh, I feel like I'm just like picking all the easy teams, but like it has to be like I feel like this one has to be Carolina. Like they're such a good team on like so many levels, like offense, defense, goaltending's been really hard of late. Um, they got a lot of young guys, but they also they just like they've just been tearing it up, right? Like top team in the division um they've just really been on fire and they've just got so many good pieces if they lose this series it's going to be an absolute upset you know especially nashville that's a team i didn't even think was going to be in the playoffs this year you know as we kind of mentioned before um but saris has really you know been a key factor here um and so carolina you know they're very offensive driven team and nashville very defensive so uh if carolina can get rid of saris it's going to be no challenge for them so i'm going to say carolina in Five. Paul Jonathan? I'm going to say Carolina as well. Um, I watched the the playoffs of last year a lot against uh, the Predators when my Coyotes were playing them. And uh, the Coyotes beat them then. I think if the Coyotes can beat you, uh, and I last year, and I haven't seen much improvement out of the Predators this year, I would say they've gone worse. I'd say it's going to be no problem for the Hurricanes. I'm going to say Hurricanes in four. Wow. Bold, Connor. A sweep. You're predicting a sweep. I am predicting a sweep. James gave me courage, and now I am now <laughs> I'm predicting a sweep. Wow. That, that is bold. I'll just I, say I something. I, I just want to add on to something I said before. So um, Carolina, they are top five um, in goals allowed. So, you know, they, their goal intending has been great. Uh, Nashville, they've been bottom 10 in scoring this season. So they're having a lot of trouble scoring. So mm. I, I can really see them having a difficult time here. I mean, yeah. Dougie Hamilton is just too beautiful to lose a playoff game. So Contract year two. Ab- Contract year two, that always helps. Um, do they and- still do the uh, – what? what's the thing Carolina does like after the you storm win the surge? Game? I don't think they Are they, they still doing that? No, no they don't, don't do so. it? Oh, thank okay. God. Well, who would they do it for? Yeah, they probably got fans. It's the oh, I guess now, now so but yeah. They started the playoffs. Can you imagine if they did that with no one in the crowd? <laughs> the reaction. 
I, I think it's just important information to also point out. Uh, Carolina beat the Nashville Predators six and two this year, while the Preds were two five and one against the uh, the Hurricanes here. But what's also very interesting is of the last five games played, Nashville has won four of them, including the last two games of the season, which were both against the Hurricanes, including a five nothing shutout. Mm. Eh. They already were in it. They were resting. It doesn't change my opinion. So, Connor, who do you have then? Uh, it's got to be Carolina. Like like I said earlier in the episode, I'm surprised Nashville even made the playoffs. This team looks like hot garbage. The, like It literally looks like an AHL team that got incredibly lucky and just made that playoffs with like a few NHLers sprinkled in. And an incredibly hot goaltender down the line. That being said, I'm also going to go with JJ sweep Carolina Hurricanes. That's hey, right. Uh, That's right. I like, just look at their scoring. Their their top scoring player is uh, Roman Yossi with 33 points in 48 games, and he's a defenseman. Yep. That's 33 of those bad. are assists. The top yeah, of the goal scorer. Yeah has 13 goals. Wow. <laughs> How did they make the playoffs? Like, I don't understand. Because <laughs> everyone uh, else sucked in that division, too. Like, it's all, like, all the goalie. I'm going to keep wow. this very simple. You could put George Vesna in for Nashville, and I still have Carolina winning it in three. Like, this in is going to be... Yeah. Like, honestly, they're going to score <laughs> so much, it's over. <laughs> like, they resigned before Nashville the last should game. not be in the playoffs. This is actually a travesty. This is going to be so embarrassing when they win the playoffs. <laughs> They're going to win the cup. Literally all of us, like, this team's bad. This team sucks. This team's not going to even be, like, have a goal. They're not going to lead. I, you know what? I would be okay if I'm embarrassed on this because that would mean some miraculous collapse happened. Man, I'm going to actually make a bold prediction for this series and say Nashville will never hold the lead. Wow. Okay, I don't know. I'm gonna say there's two shutouts it. by Carolina. I'm gonna double down. Ooh. There we wow. go. Florida wow, Tampa. Fans are gonna be mad. <laughs> uh, you... What fans? That one guy in Edmonton. Uh, uh, Jimbo, <laughs> oh, yeah, who do you got for uh, fl- uh, Florida and Tampa? Florida Tampa. This one's an interesting one, actually. This is going to be a really good matchup to watch because obviously you have the defending champs. So a lot of people are, you know, easily going to go to to Tampa. I'm really torn on this one. I think this one's going to be a game seven. This is definitely one I can see. Um, I'm going to have to give it to Tampa Bay because I just don't trust Bobrovsky. Like he's been winning games this season, but like his his uh, save percentage hasn't been the best. And then with the with you know Kucherov and Stamkos expect to be back for game one of the series. You know I ex- I expect them to come out you know on fire. I don't think they're gonna have any issues you know warming up or anything. So um, I'm gonna have to give it to Tampa in seven. I think it's gonna. But I I really think this one is gonna be a toss up. You know both teams have been great. They're both great teams. Are really good teams going out in round one here. You think they're gonna oh, start Bobrovsky like- over uh, Chris Dreiger? I mean, yeah, Dreger has been the guy, um, but he's a pretty young guy, right? Like, so his playoff experience—he has played less games. Not, 
But like, dry has Dryder Dryder even played any playoffs before? Like, would this be his? I know <laughs> so. uh, he's played thirty-eight NHLs also. And and I know that's not really much of a stat or something to go by because how many times have we seen you know a young goalie that's never played in the playoffs before go ahead and like light it up, you know, be lights out and win the Stanley Cup? So I I still think Vasilevsky is just like just that much you know of a factor here that um. He's going to give Florida a hard enough time to win the series. But I think I think at the end of the day, they're both great teams, and it's going to come down to a battle of the goalies. That's a fair assumption, honestly. That is, like, yeah. Like, that is so fair. And you, had, you said you had Tampa Bay winning it in seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, who do you have, Austin? Uh, this is a hard one. Because the Florida Panthers are definitely the more physical team. They like to hit more. And obviously we saw that with Dallas and Tampa in the playoffs last year. And Tampa, you know, single-handedly whooped them. But I think Florida's a way better skilled team than Dallas was. Like, their top is really good. Um, They beat Tampa Bay five times this year, lost twice. They did pretty good against Tampa. Like, this is, like James said, is gonna we're going to see a good team, you know, get knocked out um tampa bay has the more steady goaltending of vasilevsky but that's all they have whereas you look at you know florida they have bobrovsky who's been a playoff wizard in uh, columbus before they have chris drieger who has a point nine two seven this season and spencer knight has a point nine one nine i know he's a rookie but having that depth is pretty great but then on the other hand you have a guy like adam lomberg who played 34 games this year and any team that has adam lomberg play more than five is not a good hockey team so I think I'm going to go with Florida in seven simply because they have uh, Calgary Flames legend Sam Bennett. Playoff Sam Playoff Bennett, legend. I told, is yeah. as good as Wayne Gretzky. So I'm going to go Florida <laughs> in seven. Playoff legend. Uh, Gage, who do you got? I'm I'm going to go with Tampa in six, but it's going to be uh, like closer than six makes it sound. I believe it will be like a really close game slash an overtime that's going to be the difference. Uh, I have to agree with James, though. It's, I think it's going to be a goaltending battle. I had Vasilevsky in my fantasy pool this year, and there was pretty much one time I was worried about him losing a game badly. Every other time I was like, he's got this, and if not, whatever. I just think he's on another level, and when you have Stamkos and Kutrov coming back, it only gets better for them. So I'm going to say Tampa on six. Wow. I mean, yeah, I was just about to mention that uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be getting Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, and McDonough. They're all should be back, including uh, Barkley, Goudreau, and Andre Pallad as well. That are all going to be back before the playoffs start. And that team is just unreal. So, I mean, look where they finished without Kucherov playing this entire year. Yeah, that's fair. Um, personally, I'm going to take it a completely different way. I think it's going to be Florida. In five games, wow, I don't think okay. it's going to go to six. Wow. And the reason why I'm going with Florida in five games as opposed to Tampa Bay is Florida has such great depth, just like Tampa, down the lineup in terms of defense, in terms of offense, all the way down the lineup. I think if they play Chris Drieger for sure, that's going to put a huge wrench into Tampa Bay's plans, and it's going to really swing the series one way or another but playoff Sam Bennett with Jonathan Huberto 
oh my god, name a better pair meant for the playoffs. I think that's going to be incredibly tough to defeat. And honestly, I think Kucherov and Stamkos missing so much time is going to really hinder their performance early on. And that momentum is just going to carry Florida right through. I, I agree. Like They have a very good forward depth. But on the back end, not so much. I mean, they were kind of mid-tier, 13th for goals against. You kind of look, obviously, Ekblad, their captain's out. Uh, I don't know. That's a bit of a concern for me, looking at their defense. But that's just Uyghur, me. Uyghur's had a really good year, though, this year. I had him in fantasy. He was, points-wise, was incredible and was playing well defensively. But yeah, you're missing Ekblad as well. That's huge. You're missing Ekblad, but they're a physical and defensive-minded back end. Brandon Montour, Keith Yandel, Radko Gudis. It's not bad by any stretch of the word. And I, again, I don't think Stamkos or Kucherov are going to be able to come in and produce at the same level right away. Well, maybe they'll just take out Stamkos in period one of game one. Dude's made a glass, right? Like, you send out Gudas on the same line, bake it into the boards, man's done for the season. I mean, so. didn't this... Didn't these two teams recently just get into a line brawl? Yeah, Montour is at the center of it. I, he can be a chippy player, so I think that'll be good for the playoffs. But saying the word Montour and defense in the first sentence is a bit of a stretch, in my opinion. But uh, Florida for sure does have a good back end, but they are going to hurt without Ekblad. If, if you ever need proof that Flames fans overvalue their prospects, even after they've been traded... Sam Bennett was brought up more times than <laughs> Braden Point. <laughs> and out of Sam Bennett's point was even brought up once. I don't Sam think Bennett Barkov was, was either. Yeah. We didn't really bring up a lot of guys, but I just want to see Sam Bennett happy. I don't know. I Braden Point, Stamkos, that's happened. too good. That's too good to underestimate. Yeah, but Barkov and Huberto. Hopping over to the... To the East Division to finish off our American road trip, Pittsburgh against the New York Islanders. Who you got, Jimbo? Uh, yeah, this one actually is going to be another very interesting one because you have Pittsburgh, who's really been clicking of late. Like they they're really hot right now. Um, second and goes for goals for like they've been really lighting up on the front end. But then Islanders, on the other hand, are actually the complete opposite. They've been really solid defensively this year. They, I think they're third in goals against. So you have you know, one of the top teams for goals for, one of the top teams for goals against. It's just going to be a very interesting matchup. But like one of the biggest things for me is that um, the Islanders haven't been the best kind of the last couple of weeks here. They haven't really finished the season on a high, whereas Pittsburgh has. And I'm not sure if the Islanders will be able to, you know, stop that. And if they can, you know, they're going to be great. Um, but I, I think I'm going to have to give this one to the Pens, even though, again, I think this is going to be another close one. This could be a game seven. So I'm going to say Pens and seven. Um, and, and you know <laughs> what? I, I, at, at the end of the day, like, um, the biggest thing I think for the Islanders is they're going to have to increase their scoring somehow. And, you know, Palmieri's got to come in. He's got to do something. I think he's going to be a major factor. Uh, obviously, they, they gave up a first-round pick for him for, for New Jersey, and um, he really has to come in and, and just be a force on the front end. But I'm just going to give it to Pittsburgh. I think they're too hot coming into this series. Yeah, momentum's a big thing. I mean, think about almost every playoff series, except for last year, that where if you went in hot, you just carry that in. Easy first-round matchup win. 
And who 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 expected Pittsburgh to win the division this year? I know I didn't. Nobody. No, not really nobody. Yeah. I, <laughs> had, them, I, no I had them fifth, to be honest. I thought they were just out if Philly was in. I thought their window closed. I, I didn't have either Pittsburgh or the Islanders making the playoffs this year. <laughs> Whoopsie doopsie. But you also had the uh, Sabres making the playoffs, to be fair, though. Oof. <laughs> You get F in the chat for that one? Yikes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jonathan, who do you got winning this series? Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to say the same thing as James. Uh, I'm going to say Pittsburgh in seven. I wouldn't be surprised if it went Islanders in seven or even six. I mean, I just think this is going to be, after watching the first couple minutes of the game, we're going to go, okay, this is how one like they've shown up for the playoffs. I, And I think we'll be able to tell from there. I just think it's too hard to pick a team that doesn't have Crosby on it because every year there's just that thought in the back of your head going, oh, but they have Crosby, so anything's possible. So, yeah, I just think we're going to see some magic from Sid the Kid, always young at heart, and he's going to win another cup. So I'm going to say Penguins in seven again. <laughs> All right. I I mean, that's a lot of information. I, I can't say I disagree. Connor, who do you got? I, I mean, I, I'm in the same mindset. Sidney Crosby is a fucking marvel in the NHL. To me, he's the best player to ever play the game. Fact. But that also being said, the Islanders are a really strong defensive-minded team. Like, they can shut down a game and just sit and just basically strangle the life out of a team. And that's what playoff hockey really is. But then again best player to ever play the game is playing against them um honestly i'd go pittsburgh in five just okay. with with the way the the penguins have been playing this year as well as how healthy their team is going in they'll have malkin they'll have crosby Latang is available for the entire playoffs and varlamov is potentially injured or oh, really? just coming back off an injury going into the hmm. playoffs for me, if they don't have Barlamov playing game one, they've lost that series. And if he misses any time, they've lost that series. Because Pittsburgh is just so goddamn good. And Crosby wants another ring. And he's going to get another ring. <laughs> that like, wow. Is it too far-fetched to say Sidney Crosby finishes his career with four rings? I don't think so. I wouldn't say too far-fetched, but... Doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> it's I think I'm Brian Burke on the case style as president, man. Anything's possible. Yeah, true. Dude, this exactly. Man, <laughs> this man will drag Pittsburgh into the playoffs, whether they you're, like it or not. You're going to see Crosby throwing hits every play now that Brian Burke's there. <laughs> yeah, Austin, how, do you, how about you? Who do you got? You know, I, I said it on our deadline video, and you guys all laughed that the Palmieri trade was bad. And he has not fit into that dressing room one bit. He hasn't been putting up the numbers. He can't score. I think the Islanders are almost having a crisis now that Anders Lee is hurt. And it's very clear Palmieri is not Anders Lee. Uh, however, you know, I've watched, you know, obviously a Sabres fan, I watched the East Division a lot. And the amount of times I watched a Buffalo Islanders game where the Islanders score in the first five minutes and they will just play it like it's the last three minutes for the rest of the game. You know, it's going to be a really grueling season, but, like, you know, this is just turning into the Sidney Crosby corner. You know, Sidney Crosby's the best that's ever played. 
I know a lot of Sabres fans don't like him, but like I just I'm a Canadian first. I gotta respect what he's done for the game, what he's done for the Penguins. And if you guys look at the numbers, these numbers are very similar to their last Cup win. They had a change in management. You know, the last Cup win they changed coaches halfway through the season. This year it was bringing in Hextall. Uh, they brought in a guy from the Toronto Maple Leafs. That time it was Phil Kessel. This time it was Kapanen. They both did very good near the end of the season. Their third line, once again, is gelling. I just think this Pittsburgh team is built to make a cup win again. Um, and another thing about the Pittsburgh Penguins is every time they won a cup, they were never the favorites. Like We're all like, yeah, they're a good team, but we just never go. They're the best. So I am building up all that to say uh, Pittsburgh in five. I was waiting for Islanders and Islanders and five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, Pittsburgh and five. Think, no, no chance. I think we all like missed the idea of like, of course the Paul Mary trade wasn't going to work. A guy from New Jersey going to New York that doesn't mesh. Doesn't. Well, it's it's that's the Coyote curse. Yeah, I saw it all the time where Arizona would trade for this sniper, and it's like that's not how the team plays. Of course they don't play well. And I, I'm amazed GMs are always surprised by this when they play this like completely defensive game. Then the GM trades for snipers and it doesn't work out. I'm like, you've, we've seen this a million times. It doesn't work. Yeah. You know, the Pittsburgh Penguins are doing a miracle in that, that they got Cody Cece to learn how to play hockey. And he's been actually one of their better defensemen there. And they have penalty-killing legend Mark Jankowski on this team. So I would love to see oh, him yeah. win a cup. I forgot about him. <laughs> Django's going to win. I mean, he was the first guy to score this year, so he was the oh, leading scorer in the NHL a couple goals at or one something? point in his career. Yeah, he got like multiple goals or something dumb like that. He's he? he's pretty good, you know. He's he might lift the cup. He's he's hot garbage. But all I'm going to say is, do you think Leafs fans will shoot themselves if Cody Ceci wins a cup? I think anyone who has respect for the game will. Like, I'll actually break me if Cody Ceci wins a Stanley so Cup. Harsh. Dude, he is so bad. You just like every fan base today. You're like, oh, this player's on their team. Sucks. Terrible. <laughs> oh, we're going to make fans. a lot of enemies. We'll we, Austin's going to make a lot of enemies. Pens fans know that Crosby's numero uno and Cody CC is a pylon. And that's just I, that's just how it is. I think Toronto will be too focused on whether they got past the first or second round than like caring about any other X Leaf this year. Because that's that seems to be like the death for them every year. And now we're looking to the next series, uh Washington Boston. Jimbo, who you got here? Yeah, no, this is this is going to be a, a very good series. This is obviously going to be a big battle. You know, a lot of big teams here, uh, you know, very mean teams. So this is going to be a very entertaining one to watch. And not to mention, you have Chara on the Washington Capitals. facing so his weird. old team, right? Isn't That's that super so weird. weird? So it's, it's yeah, it's, this is definitely going to be one of the more interesting ones. Um, I think, for me, kind of the key players that go into it, it's got to be Taylor Hall. Right, he had goal, uh, points in 11 of 16 games with Boston, right? So such a season turnaround you know, compared to his time in Buffalo this year. So if if uh, Boston can uh, keep things rolling with their perfection line, Brad, Brad Marchand's been you know excellent as always, and he's been super hot coming into the playoffs, and we know what a playoff uh, dominator he is. Uh, you, you get Taylor Hall uh, lighting it up too. Um I've got to give it to Boston, um, you know, and, and one of the biggest you know question marks I have around Washington is their goaltending. You know, you have those two younger goalies, 
Um, you know, they've been all right at times, but they've also been not great in certain games too. Um, so it's almost, you know, a bit of a toss-up. So I'm a little unsure about the, the back end you know, there Washington. Um, so I'm going to give it, and, and not to mention, I, I, I just, I'm dying to see Boston knock out Toronto again. So in order for that to happen, they're going to have to make it past round one and two. So I just have to give it to Boston. You know, I, I just, I'd love to see it. Um, so I'm going to say Boston in, uh, let's, let's do five. Boston in five. Wow. wow. Okay. Also, uh, to keep in mind, a lot of people are talking about Taylor Hall's points against since getting in Boston, because that's like the flashy acquisition. But uh, ever since Taylor Hall's been playing with Krejci, I think Krejci has like 16 points in seven games or something stupid like that. So yeah, he's turned it on. They're definitely like, they now have two amazing lines, two good lines, two amazing lines in Boston. And I'm going to hand that over to uh, Jonathan James. Uh, it's no secret I'm not a fan of the Boston Bruins. Uh, maybe that's just because of how good they are every year, but... This team is built for the playoffs. Every year, they are a good team. Even if they're not as great in the regular season and still slipping in, they always make a run. And if they don't, the team that beat them had a hard time doing it. I'm going to say Boston in six. I know Washington's an amazing team, but in the playoffs, it's, it's Bruins hockey. Yeah, Bruins hockey is a we'll staple take. for uh, like it Connor, is what is needed. I mean, playoff hockey is definitely a Bruins kind of thing. That they're built for that. That's how they're meant to do. But I mean, when you look at the two teams, right? Like the Bruins had Brad Marchand basically carry them into the playoffs. Like sure, they have Pasta and Bergeron. They're doing good, but just the depth of the Washington Capitals is pretty tough to beat to be honest like alex ovechkin's a god for goal scoring we all know that right backstrom's great tg oshi the goaltending's a concern but boston lost one of the best pieces for playoff hockey zidane ochara and zidane ochara and with how much of a goon squad the washington capitals are with tom wilson uh garnet hathaway and then I think it's Orlov on the back end. They are going to too. mess up the Bruins. Yeah, like they're definitely built to beat up on any team they face. And the Bruins are going to experience firsthand what it's like to be on the receiving end of a more physical team. So I'm going to go Capitals in six. I mean, I... I tend to agree with you there connor the the washington capitals are the most physical team in hockey this year you know tom wilson ovechkin orloff hathaway dowd like you got all these guys who are monsters and you know like we're talking about other teams that have tough guys like ooh, you know most minnesota guys are tough but like tom wilson's a monster like he's not you know he's not going to put up with the rat stuff marchand does he like he took a guy's head off in a preseason game this dude's a certified criminal and it's kind of sad that he's such a goon, too, because he low-key had his best point season. He had 33 points in 47 games. He was on pace for 22 goals. Like, he is a skilled guy, too. And that's the other thing. They're not just tough. They're skilled. You know, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Wilson, Mantha, 
big acquisitions, right? They have all these guys who can put the puck in the net. Boston, though, you know, they have such a good culture in that dressing room. They know what it takes to win. They have Pasternak, who I think is the greatest goal scorer in the league right now. Um, this is going to be the series to watch. Like, it's really going to be violent. It's going to be fast. It's going to be skilled. This is what old-time hockey is supposed to be like. It's almost like watching an old 50s series, you know, with Gordy Howe and whatnot. Just all these tough, skilled scoring guys. I'm going to say Capitals in seven, but... Uh, it's going to be, this is one where I can see, you know, going in the third period of game seven, it can go either way. Yeah, this is one to watch for sure. Oh, absolutely. This is one of the best series that you can load up and watch. But did you say past is the be- one of the best, the best goal scorer in the league? He's not even the best goal scorer on their yes. team. Marshan is the best goal scorer. In the league? No. He had a rough Absolutely year this not. year. Pasternak is the most talented goal scorer in the league. I Sorry, die on this Austin story. Matthews who? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, will, I, I will die I on this I do not story. like the Leafs, but dude, Austin Matthews is so good for goals. What are you on about? Check your facts. But... And speaking of Austin <laughs> Matthews, we are now going to God's team, the Toronto Maple Leafs against Montreal Canadiens. Jimbo, who do you have taken the series of the original six teams? So I think a lot of people like this one, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia around this one, you know, just the fact that you have, like you said, you know, some, some uh, initial six teams playing, you got the Canadians and the Leafs, right? It doesn't really get any more Canadian than this. Um, unfortunately, you know, Montreal is kind of a, a faker when it comes to the postseason here, right? I mean, such, such low amount of points, like, you know, obviously they, they managed to squeak their way in, but uh, if they were in any other division, I, I failed to see that they would have made the playoffs. And there's such a big contrast here, um, as well as, you know, potential concerns around Carey Price. You know, he's kind of been in and out this year. He hasn't been at his top of his game the last couple of years. Um, I think I'd be silly not to give this one to Toronto. And I know that's what everyone's saying. I'd, I'd absolutely love to see Montreal take this. I think it'd be hilarious. And I think it would just be such a great story. Like this would, if any of the series are, are going to be um, uh, just like surprises for upsets, this is the one. You know, if the Canadians beat Toronto, this would be the biggest upset of the, the playoffs, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously Montreal's still quite young. Um, so I think this will be more of a learning year again, kind of like last year. Um, but who knows, you know, I, I think Montreal is a team that's very easy to brush aside, especially when they're playing, you know, God's team and Austin Matthews, but yeah, I've got to give it to them. Um, you know, the only thing that I can think of that might hurt, uh, Toronto is their goaltending, right? Like maybe there could be on some unknowns, but Campbell's been so good. Um, and I just think even if they have iffy goaltending, they have the front end to just blow past uh, Montreal, even if they're letting in goals. So, got to give it to, let's say, uh, Toronto in... Oh, I'll give Montreal one one win. Uh, so, Montreal... Or, sorry, Toronto in five. Wow. I was going to say okay. sweet, but I changed my mind. Keep in mind, if Campbell doesn't do good, former Calgary Flame, David Riddick. Mm, no, and, and I think Anderson's back now. He's been playing, so I think... I think he'd be number one or two, depending. I on saw that. maybe one post when Riddick did the bat flip when he won the shootout with Calgary. If he does that to beat Montreal, you best believe we'll see three hundred posts about it. <laughs> oh, they absolutely. might actually fly out Bassett Bautista so he can meet Riddick just yeah, for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Jage, who you got in this one? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a more one-sided one, so it definitely wouldn't be a big upset if Montreal were to win. Uh, the same thing as what James was saying. Uh, Goaltending-wise, that might be the only thing that uh, helps Montreal out if Carey Price can turn it on and play the best that he can. I mean, goalies have stolen playoff series before. Who better than Carey Price? And especially with Toronto's uh, who should play in net. Campbell's playing well right now. Is he going to play well in the playoffs? How about Freddie Anderson? That could be the one thing, but I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Toronto in six because I I just think Montreal is going to play a bit better than in we six? expect them wow. to, but I don't think they'll win. Wow, Connor, man, well, when you think about this series and you get to think about Montreal versus Toronto, it. <laughs> It's just so heavily one-sided towards the Leafs. Um, but then again, how many times have the Leafs gone into a playoff series and expected to win and then just lost it? <laughs> That's what I'm scared about. That's why I said six. <laughs> right, like, how many, how many game sevens do I have to go to before they learn their lesson? Uh, too many to count. Also, by the way, boys, happy anniversary to the 2013 Boston Game 7 against the Leafs. Oh. I love them, Leafs fans. But, <laughs> Pain, I mean, yeah. <laughs> when you look at the two teams, the Leafs are coming in completely healthy. Weber, Price are coming off of injury. Toffoli, Petrie, Druin, Anderson, Gallagher, they're all coming off of injury going into this playoff series. That being the case, right, part of me wants to just say Montreal and seven just for the memes. But I can't. I'm actually going to say Leafs in four montreal has lost five in a row going into this and the leaves are starting to ramp up montreal's not gonna win a game yeah they have been brutal going into the final couple weeks of the season you're right the it's final month of the season bad. Yeah. i mean think about it the calgary flames could have been eliminated two three weeks ago and they were eliminated just two days ago <laughs> like and montreal only needed one point to do that that's brutal that's brutal that being said, Austin, who you got? You know, I can definitely go back and forth and talk about, you know, the Toronto improved defense with TJ Brody and Muzzin. And I can talk about, you know, Montreal's young, hungry core of Romanoff and Cole Caulfield, one of the future greatest goal scorers of all time. But, you know, I think uh, with an easy story, I'll explain my pick. Every year, James and I make a bet on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I always bet that Toronto will win in the first round. No, 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 no. it's not year. just the first round. It's only when they're playing Boston, too, because they always happen to play them in round one. Every year I buy James lunch, but this year he does not want to take up the bet again. No, I'm taking... The bet is not necessary. It's not defined by round one. It's defined by playing Boston. So James, be any you round. said... James, if you said not... The moment you said not round one, I was like, that was a sign from God. Toronto's winning. <laughs> God James picked scared, his hockey yeah. team. Yeah, I could feel the fear. So I, I'm going to put my money on Toronto. They're going to beat Montreal, and then they're going to lose in the final to Boston, and I'm not going to get a free lunch again. Oh, if they win the uh, cup, I'm deleting all TSN, Sportsnet, <laughs> everything. I'm throwing my phone in a river, <laughs> just living in the mountains all summer. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, dude, I, I do want to credit. You know, never Toronto, oh, yeah. If Toronto doesn't sweep the series, I can see Montreal with their young guys sweeping it. I can see Suzuki, Caulfield, and Romanoff really making a sweeping push. Sweeping it. You think Montreal could sweep? It's, 
It's it's a sweep so, either way. Whoever wins the first game wins the series. That's where my money's going. Wow. And with Adam the last sweep. series Cole of Caulfield. the day, sweep. the Edmonton Oilers against the Winnipeg Jets, Battle of the Prairies. Who you got, Jimbo? Yeah, this one's actually a really interesting one because here you have two teams with, uh, you know, not the best defensive core. So at least you know, they're very similarly matched up, actually. You know, obviously they have hot, hot players on the offense and on the defense, you know, a little unknown. And then one of the biggest, obviously, uh, differences is the goaltending. Now, typically one would say, you know, Jets have a lot stronger advantage in this case, but uh, Hellebuck yeah. hasn't. Uh, that, I'm not done. Um, <laughs> Hellebuck hasn't been great against the Oilers this year, and Smith has been really good. It's Thank still you. this this he has been really good this season, which is very unexpected. And there's still a lot of question marks going to the playoffs. Um, you know, but if he can continue his form, uh, he is going to give Jets a hard time. And the Jets just, you know, if you had asked me a month ago, I would have uh, 100% said that Jets were a better team than Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, if there's one team in the Canadian division that's you know, more likely to win the Stanley Cup, I would say Jets over Leafs. But um, the last month has been very brutal for the Jets, and I know they've been dealing with some injuries. Um, they just haven't been good, though. And I honestly, like, as much as I, I think, you know, Edmonton doesn't have the depth to go all the way, I, I think uh, just McDavid and Dreisaitl will you know, completely overpower this, this team because they're just going in on a low. And uh, I think with David, it'll just be a McDavid smoke show. Um, he's just been kind of unstoppable, especially against the Jets this year. So I'm going to say Edmonton in, uh, I'll get Edmonton in six. But I'll, I'll say that the, the, the games Edmonton wins are going to be pretty blowout. Wow. Okay. Jage. This, I have really been struggling with this one for a long time because I just think the Jets are so good at what they do. But just recently, they haven't been themselves. Everything's been out of place. But I think the biggest factor in this series is what Mike Smith are we getting? Are 100%. we getting are we getting the Calgary Flames playoff series where Mike Smith was standing on his head against Colorado and the only guy playing? Or are we getting Mike Smith that we've seen every, almost every regular season where he just falls apart at some point? Or even Edmonton's last playoff against Chicago? Depending on Mike Smith, I think that will determine the series. But it's going to be so hard to say. I'm just going to go with Winnipeg still. I just think Chicago shut down uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid. I, and I believe if they could do it while all the games are at Edmonton, then Winnipeg can do it when only half the games are in Edmonton. So I'm going to say Winnipeg in seven. Wow. Going against my guy, it hurts. But Oof. You had it Let it be known, wow. when Mike Smith needed JJ Mouse, <laughs> he wasn't there. No, I, I'll J- still watch on and cheer him on, but not the team that, that's playing in front of him. Jade, your girlfriend's family have much influence on that pick. <laughs> All the influence. <laughs> and they're actually just standing an inch to the left with a gun, so I had to I had to predict Winnipeg. Oh my God. John uh, Connor, who you got for this one? Oh, man, I mean, you look at the two teams going in, right? You got Edmonton, you got Winnipeg. They didn't finish too far off. Well, I say that Edmonton had nine or sorry, eleven more points. The Jets. The Jets are getting Ehlers back, uh, and Edmonton has a few injuries. But Connor McDavid in the playoffs 
with Dreisaitl in the playoffs. It's a deadly combo. We saw it a couple of years ago. They are really good in the playoffs. Like, absolutely dominant in the playoffs. And honestly, with the way Mike Smith's been playing this year, and how Mike Smith plays in the playoffs, right? Playoff Mike Smith is consistently great. I don't think Winnipeg can win a single game. Wow, really? I'm going Edmonton sweep. And I, I'm a Flames fan, and that kills me to say it. But this team is too powerful if they have amazing goaltending and McDavid's hot, which he's been absolutely rolling going into the playoffs. Winnipeg doesn't have a chance. Like, they're going to get steamrolled. It's not even going to be close. Hearing all these positive comments about Mike Smith is finally making me happy. <laughs> Man, he wasn't an I, issue. I'm not putting any faith into Mike Smith. I'm solely putting faith into the forward cores of the Edmonton Oilers. When I look at these two teams, I think there's a big cultural difference, and that's what's going to decide the winner. You know, you look at the Winnipeg Jets, they backtalk their coach in the media. You know, you got Shifley and Wheeler coming out going, all I care about is winning. I will do anything to win, and whoever's not on board can get off. And then they, you know, don't back check, and they just go off at your on early shifts. And you look at the Oilers, and they just they, they don't say anything in the media. They're very quiet. They just come and they perform. Like, you can tell this team, when they watch Connor McDavid play, they're like, wow, this is another type of athlete, and we need to perform for him. You know, I think everyone in Edmonton's bought into a tippet system, and they bought into McDavid. And they've had some really lucky bounce back from guys like Pooley Arby's become an elite four checker, which every good playoff team needs. And just like how Colorado had Kale McCarr come in after college to be a great playoff performer, I think Edmonton's going to get that in Dylan Holloway. He's going to come in. He's going to be amazing for them. So I have Edmonton winning in five. I think Hellebuck's going to steal a game. But I just don't see, you know, Winnipeg matching up in any regard to Edmonton. Austin, you really are the kryptonite to Jets fans, man. You're going to hear about I, I know. some of them comments just... are pretty, uh, yikes. This nice <laughs> At this point, base. I just got to rock the heel. <laughs> nice team, nice fan base. Austin just hates them. Yeah, it's a great team, great fan base, great bunch of guys. I mean, I got nothing against them, but I mean, you saw how much they struggled against the Flames last year. Do you really think they could go against but, a but team Kachuk like Edmonton? took out freaking Shifley, didn't he? Like... Murder and assassinated <laughs> Shifley in the middle of the ice. The Jets, uh, to me, have been playing like they want their coach fired, and I think the playoffs are going to be the nail in that coffin. I think they're going to lose to Edmonton, and Paul Maurice is going to be gone. Justified or not, I think that's what's going to happen. Oh, absolutely then, not know. justified. But, you know, just seeing the comments they make, uh, the back talk they give to their coach in this time of the season when you're trying to be ramping up for the playoffs, I, I was actually like almost insulted about what Shifley said about what did Paul they Maurice. Say? So um, there was, you know, the play where Shifley changed instead of back checking and he got benched for the third. Right, I heard about he the came benching. Out and yeah. He was like, he was like, I don't agree with the benching. The team's better when I'm on the ice. I wouldn't have done that. That wasn't the right decision to make. And I'm like, that's that's not really saying that situation. I think you just got to take it and learn from the situation. And it's just things like that that I'm just like, wow, you don't say that to Paul Maurice. So I, mean, I think there's a friction in this locker room. It's been talked about before after the Calgary playoffs, and I think it's going to explode this season. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, you have Paul Maurice, who has openly defended players, and he's very vocal about being for his players and making sure they're doing what is right. And the whole Lonnie getting traded, 
out and all the rumors about some of the Jets players, and then you you see like comments like this. I'm I'm not sure if Paul Maurice is the issue here. I think maybe there's an issue with guys like Shifley and their character. Because if you're getting, oh, if absolutely. you're if you're complaining about your coach who pulled you and sat you on the bench because you weren't skating hard, I'm sorry, bud. That's on you. Fucking pick up the pace, bud. But it's harder to change your core than it is to fire a coach. I mean, look at Calgary, right? When Bob Hartley benched Gaudreau and Monaghan, they didn't trade Monaghan and Gaudreau, they fired Hartley. Yeah, and how has the Flames done since? And how's Hartley done since? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He's a champion. So once we finished uh, every round, you know, there was a lot of disagreements. There was a lot of points we agreed on. So I want to hear from you boys. Who do you got to represent each division in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Jimbo, who do you got representing each div? Ooh, man, this is such a tough one. Um, this for is reasons tough. I kind of explained earlier, I think uh, they're a team that you know has a proven playoff playoff uh, built, and uh, I do want to see them take on Toronto and beat them in the playoffs in the Mass Mutual East. I'm going to give it to Boston. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to take that guy. Um, I think it's going to be between them and Pittsburgh, based on my predictions. But uh, yeah, I'm going to say Boston. I think they're a great team. Um, as Bra- if Rask can stay playing the way he is, um, in his form he is currently in, I think that's a, you know, a very good possibility. Scotia North, going to have to give it Toronto. Same reason. I want to see Boston playing Toronto. Uh, I think Toronto is the best team. Uh, I'm only a little bit concerned that Edmonton uh, you know, will make it and McDavid will just completely, you know, do what he does and he, he's the only man out there and somehow he wins games just by himself. So uh, Toronto's going to have a hard time at Edmonton in the second round, but um, I'm going to say Toronto is going to take the north. Um, and for the central, this is a really tough one. Um, I'm going to say Carolina. I feel like I'm just picking the top teams here. Well, Boston isn't top, but uh, you know, Carolina, they're such a good team. They're such you know, such a high depth. Um, as long as their goaltending stays as hot the way it has been this season, I think uh, just their, the way they're built with their defense and offense, like it's clearly the best team in the division. And then the final one here, this is a really difficult one. Uh, I know I said Vegas, I think they're going to go far. But I really do want to see Colorado actually like make the next step this year, and so I'm going to give it to Colorado in the Honda West. Wow, that's bold takes. So we got Colorado, Carolina, Toronto, and Boston. Boston. And so in yours, you would have Boston would play Toronto, and then Carolina, or it'd be Colorado would play Boston, Carolina would play Toronto. Oh, is that the way they're doing it? So Boston can only play Toronto in the the final, hey? Yeah, they would, oh, it wow. gets reseeded. So first place fourth, um, second place. Oh, third. so it's not by division necessarily. They just reseed. Gotcha. Yeah, once they get to the final, uh, the final four, they reseed a base from one to four. So that's definitely an interesting way to do it. I think they should keep that going forward. To be honest, I think it's more interesting for the matchups. Tough. That makes it a lot harder. I don't know if I can do the quick maths in my head to get the final in after, but just just tell me your four, and I can tell you who they play. Okay, well, my four right now. I'm gonna say Tampa Bay. Uh, they're gonna rock out the Central. Uh, east is gonna be the Bruins. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> and then uh, and then I'm gonna give uh, the Avalanche the West, and in the North, God's team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, that makes me rational. Even though I'm like predicting them, I just like I'm hoping so badly that they don't win the division. Even though you know I'm saying they're going to, but like I really hope I'm wrong. So then, how could I seed it so that Colorado's in the final playing someone? <laughs> Who would so Colorado yeah. would play uh, the Bruins, and Toronto would play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, so God's yes, team's going to the ball. final. So I'm going to say Toronto versus Avalanche. Wow. Okay, on final. your final four. My final four? Uh, my blind. Colorado's going to be the West. Colorado, okay. Colorado's going to be Colorado. the West. I'm going to laugh for a in the Central, in the first round now. <laughs> I'm, I got to go Florida. Florida's going to win wow. Central. Sam Bennett, playoff legend. Um, <laughs> out of the East, we're going to have Sid the Kid and the Penguins representing them. And up North, Edmonton Oilers. Oh, I'm go- I got Edmonton, Edmonton beating yeah. the Leafs. Connor McDavid in the playoffs. He's going to put in work. This man so is hungry. Colorado would play Edmonton, and then Florida would play Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, you have three generational talents there in the final three. McKinnon, McDavid, Crosby. And you have an amazing other player in Jonathan Huberto there. It's going to be nuts. I think that's what it's going to be come down to. The wow. Crosby versus McDavid final. That'd That's what I'm calling crazy, right now. For my uh, final four, I got. I'm gonna have to say Colorado in the West. I know that's kind of what we all said, but if you know, sticking with my guns, if I have Minnesota beat Vegas, then they play Colorado after, and I I don't think Minnesota has a chance. Like it's not even gonna be fair. And then when we go to the Central, it's got to be Carolina. You know, they're good in every aspect of the ice. And I think after the bloodbath that is Florida and Tampa, I don't think they're going to have a chance against the Roland Canes. And every time the Canes make the playoffs, they always make it to, like, the third round anyway. So, you know, i got to keep a tradition. In the North, i got the Edmonton Oilers going all the way. Same thing. I think McDavid's just going to prove too much for the Leafs. I think he's going to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs at their own game. You know, God's team just won't have a chance against the Oilers. Well, and then they're not going to have to play the Oilers because the Jets are going to beat them in the first round, but whatever. <laughs> and in the East Division, you know it's a sign of the end times because the Washington Capitals are going to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in the second round mm. and go to the Final Four. There I go. Washington for my East team. Could happen. It's not happening. So then for my Final Four, it would be... Colorado against um, Edmonton, and then Florida or Carolina against Washington. And now that we know our final four, I want to hear your guys' cup finals and cup winners to you know cap this off. James, who's your cup finalist and who's going to win the cup? Partially doing it for the meme that I've kind of discussed this whole episode, but I want to see Boston Toronto in the final. Boston win Game Seven. <laughs> After Toronto has a five goal lead or something, the I, worst ending. Yeah, <laughs> the I just think that would good. be so good. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, they're like a, a Boston is such a good team. You know, I and as I've kind of said before, I think the only unknown for me is kind of Rask. Um, maybe a little bit on their defense too. But uh, yeah, I I'm gonna say you know what, 
even though I don't know 100% I believe it myself, Boston Cup Final. Stanley Cup champs. Who's your Conn Smythe winner in that? Um, Marchand. Brad Marchand. I think he's a playoff warrior. He's got the points to prove it. Him and Bergeron really pick it up. Jage, who you got for your cup final winner? Uh, So I guess I kind of already spoiled my cup final, but it's going to be Toronto, Colorado. Uh, I'm going to say Colorado takes it home. Uh, They win in five, I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's going to be pretty simple for them. Uh, Conn Smythe winner. I'm going to go a little bit off the board and say uh, Brandon Sott. I think he's just going to turn it on, be a complete legend on the Colorado team, even if it's more of a depth role, and he's going to win the Conn Smythe, and they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Brandon Sod, noted Austin Vipers legend. Yeah, noted NHL <laughs> 20, or 21, yeah. Austin Vipers third-line legend. Franchise mode hero, Brandon Sod. So I believe in him, I believe in him. <laughs> Connor, who you got for your final and cup winner? Um, I kind of also already spoiled it, but I'm going to go Oilers versus Penguins Cup final. God, I hope not. Um, (laughs) and honestly, I think it's going to go five games for the Penguins. Could you imagine the article? Like, even though McDavid wins, even though McDavid will get into the finals, I don't think he's going to be able to beat Crosby yet. Solely because I think Mike Smith is cursed to never win a Stanley Cup. No, take that back. <laughs> take that back. He's winning. He he will never win. He may carry the team to the playoffs and the he will carry them deep into the playoffs, but he's not going to take them to the cup. Crosby will make and break Mike Smith. And Crosby will also then win the con Smythe. His third. I'm uh I'm going a little familiar here. I'm going with a cup rematch in my final, and that's going to be the Carolina Hurricanes against the Edmonton Oilers. Mm. You know they met back in 2005. Uh, Carolina took it with uh, Justin Williams. I think they're going to meet again, and I think. And James, you can turn off your mic for just take your headphones off for just like one moment. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup. No way. In six games. I don't think so, man. And so I think much. when it comes when it comes to the con Smythe, it doesn't matter how good anyone else on the team does, McDavid will win it. They're gonna give it to him no matter what. Um, you know, there was a couple times when Crosby won the con Smythe where I was like, uh, should he have won it? But of course you're gonna give it to Crosby. But I'm gonna say that the sneaky playoff hero is gonna be Mike Smith. I think you're pretty much faith a, in him. I am not a Mike Smith lover, it is well known. But you cannot deny what he does in the playoffs. They do not have, and, and if things do go south for Smith, they do not have a backup to you know to as a consolation like anyone else. Because Koskinen, he let in freaking four goals and four shots the other day. <laughs> Man, is that is cold. Mike Smith is going to be the you know non-Con Smith Con Smith winner when the Edmonton Oilers win the Stanley Cup. Oh, absolutely. He's going to get the Knight Cup first for McDavid. I think it's going to go McDavid Cup to Drysaddle. Cup to Smith. I would I would t- cry tears of joy if that happened, just for Mike Smith, honestly. Years ago, when I met Mike Smith at my job, I told him to win the cup uh, and give it to Brian McGran, my favorite player, but I never specified to win it which with team, and he's going to fulfill his promises here. <laughs> hey, Brian, want to come lift the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> Stanley Cup? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
So that's who I got. I think I know it's going to be painful to see Canada's first cup back in Edmonton, but I think that's how it's going to go. It's not happening. Well, just in case you didn't know, this podcast was filmed uh, in mostly Calgary. Now you know. <laughs> and that leaves me with a question. Who are you going to be more upset about when he lifts the cup? Mike Smith or James Neal? <laughs> James Neal, 100%. James Neal. <laughs> At least Mike did something for the Flames. What did James Neal do other than complain about Mike Smith? And then James Neal will pass the cup to Chris Russell. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just all these Flames. Shake my uh. There might be a mass suicide in Calgary if that happens. Just the pain train. I, but, you know, I'm just thinking of the 50-50s because, you know, they do the 50-50s and they're eligible for anyone in Alberta. So, you know, anyone in Calgary can buy them. They make it to the Stanley Cup finals. Like last year in the playoffs, it was up to like 15, 20 mil. They make it to the finals. It's going to oh, be like yeah. $50 million jackpot, like 50-50. Like, Hopefully the 50, the other sure 50 goes to charity. If yeah. you guys win the 50-50, you still stay to do the podcast. Dude, we're like, we're operating, <laughs> man. We're getting hey, we're, the... I, I, that's boys, I'm paying yeah, Joe Rogan to take my place. We all move to LA and buy Joe Rogan's old podcast <laughs> place with the big American flag. Oh, uh, with the new taxes there? I don't know. <laughs> sure. We moved to Puerto Rico. There's a reason yeah. he left. <laughs> yeah. The Doghouse Podcast, live from Boise, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be nuts. Hey, it'd be our own private Idaho, as the B-52s once said. 